You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time. If you had asked me all this stuff a year ago about the corruption that's going on, I would have said, you're crazy. There's no way that there could be this level of corruption in government. You shouldn't listen to Infowars and Bandot video because that's all nonsense. And, you know, we shouldn't pay attention to any of this stuff. <laughs> and now I've, I've um, it's been very evident uh, to me that all of these people who are, who are being labeled as misinformation spreaders, I mean, they're the guys telling the truth. There are many thousands of physicians who have been silenced from telling the American people the good news about the situation, that we can manage the virus. The true misinformation spreaders are the CDC and the public health officials. This remains a pandemic of the unvaccinated. They are the ones that are propagating this outbreak. The only people you can blame, this is a shaming, this is the truth. Maybe they should be shamed. Are the unvaccinated. This is a situation of an outbreak and a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Dr. Fauci's probably done more good for the world than all of us in this room combined. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? I totally resent and that. Could have and if anybody and is have lying here, Senator, it is you. We now know that Fauci-funded EcoHealth Alliance, a New York-based nonprofit headed by Peter Daszak, was absolutely engaged in gain-of-function research to make chimeric SARS-based coronaviruses, which they confirmed could infect human cells. And the worst part? All the people going along and being lab rats for these heartless mega corporations. It is truly incredible. If only people had the entire story that the COVID shots are not conventional vaccines. There are plenty of examples of people that are having very serious medical conditions that result from the vaccination. When the convulsion started, I knew it had to be from the vaccine. Due to this vaccine, I don't even know if I'll gain full movement in my leg back. One of their high school football players died. He had two blood clots inside his brain, another on the outside of his brain. The hardest thing was I let him get that shot. <laughs> I got the vaccine. <laughs> we need help. Pretty harrowing stuff, ladies and gentlemen. You can find and share that video at Band.Video. It is the latest by Darren, Mc, Darren McBreen. Proof conspiracy theorists were right. I wish we weren't right. I wish we were wrong about all of this. I wish all of the hit pieces about us were true, that we're just making stuff up wildly based on nothing in order to convince a gullible audience I'd be a bad person in that case, but at least we wouldn't be on a global path towards depopulation. Unfortunately, we don't make anything up here at InfoWars. We don't speculate wildly without evidence to back up what we say. We read the mainstream news. We understand. We, we, have a, we read it with a critical theory mind, I guess you might say. See, critical theory it has gotten a bad rap recently because it's pushed by – the most destructive people on the planet in order to divide and destroy the population of cohesive nations. But at its base, all it is is saying when you 
read information, just take into account who's telling you it and why. So we apply that critical theory mindset to the news stories. We realize the people telling us these things are liars, and the reason they're lying is because they're up to no good. They don't want to get caught, and we're seeing this evidence played out on a global scale at this point, especially with uh, the new revelations about Madison Cawthorn as he exposes the dirty underside of D.C. and gets the full brunt of retaliation from the GOP and their partners in the media. That's how you know who the real good guys are. If you didn't like Madison Cawthorn before, I get it. He's a little bit of a neocon, but the enemy of, of my enemies is my friend. Now I love Madison Cawthorn. We'll be right back with the Daily Dispatch. Stay with us. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. So glad you're here joining us as we wage yet another day of ceaseless combat against the lies and disinformation of the mainstream media. You support everything we do here by going to InfoWarsStore.com, and we have a lot to talk about today, lots of stories to talk about, lots of videos to show you. Uh, but I've been slacking recently on calls. That's nobody, – nobody said that, but that's how I feel. And uh, so I want to make that up to you. Uh, the last two hours of this show will be dedicated mostly to your phone calls. So get ready, folks. But we'll begin today, as we do every day, with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Cinco de Mayo. Arriba! CDC tracked millions of phones to see if Americans followed COVID lockdown orders. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention bought access to location data harvested from tens of millions of phones in the United States to perform analysis of compliance with curfews, track patterns of people visiting K-12 schools, and specifically monitored the effectiveness of policies in the Navajo Nation, according to the CDC documents obtained by Motherboard. The documents also show that although the CDC used COVID-19 as a reason to buy access to the data more quickly, it intended to use it for more general CDC uses. Mm, yes. Yes, we, we just want the data for, you know, whatever, whatever we want the data for. Are we allowed to? No, not really. Do we have to go through hoops, uh, jump through hoops and go through, you know, certain processes to get this work? Well, not anymore. We have COVID as an excuse to run roughshod over just every constitutional limitation of the United States. Just destroy it all in their mad dash to use COVID to control the people. Again, kind of just like the labs in Ukraine and all, you know, elsewhere all over the world. It's like you hear about all of this stuff that the government's doing. Like, just think about this. The CDC pays hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably millions of dollars, to track tens of millions of Americans to figure out whether compliance is effective or not. And for two years, we remained in lockdown that was completely and utterly ineffective. So it's like you want to you want to take the data. I'm not I'm not in favor of that. But at least you'd have a modicum of an excuse. At least you'd have some something to reference to go. Yeah, but look at what we did with the data. See, we actually bettered our 
suggestions or our demands, right? But instead, they take the data, they get the data, they track millions of Americans, and they continue to impose completely destructive and utterly ineffective measures. It could be one thing if they took all this data and then they used it and said, well, we, for a month we tracked 10 million people and we found out that the, the lockdowns don't do anything except for make people more miserable. So we're going to roll those back now that we have all the data. They had all that data and they continued with their destructive policies, obviously knowing how ineffective they were if they had all this data. All right, it's a lose-lose situation. Either they had all this data and they're using it for stuff other than COVID. That's a loss for the American people and our basic freedoms. Or they had all this information, knew what was going on, was actually using it to track their COVID policies, recognized their policies were awful, and kept doing them anyway. We looked at the data. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We looked at the data. No, but I mean, you, you get that, right? That what they were doing was they were measuring how compliant America was. It didn't have anything to do with the effectiveness of the measures they were imposing. They were trying to see who followed the rules and who didn't. And once you have that data, you can tailor your message to try to get more people to comply. It's all about trying to use the least amount of force possible to get you to do what they want. And that's what this data was in service to. They were, tra- they were uh, tracking compliance. Clearly, they weren't monitoring effectiveness, right? But of course, they were targeting the Navajo Nation uh, because they love them so much. The documents reveal the expansive plan the CDC had last year to use location data from a high, uh, from one highly controversial data broker called SafeGraph. The company, the CDC, paid $420,000 for access of one year of data, includes Peter Thiel and the former head of Saudi intelligence among its investors. Google banned the company from the Play Store uh, in June. The CDC used the data for monitoring curfews with a document saying that SafeGraph's data has been critical for ongoing response efforts such as hourly monitoring of activity in curfew zones or detailed counts of visits participating pharmacies for vaccine monitoring. The document dates from 2021. So again, just a, a view into our future, just private companies gathering your data and selling it without a warrant to the government so they can track and monitor your behavior to learn how to better control you. Incredible. Meanwhile, this might not last that long. Swiss preparing for possible severe electric and gas shortages. The Swiss government is setting up a gas sector crisis intervention group and a monitoring system for early detection of an impeding electricity shortage, it said on Wednesday, as it prepares for the possibility of severe power shortages. The Swiss government began drawing up plans in April for a potential gas shortage in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, saying measures are being developed ranging from appealing to the public to reduce consumption to possible power rationing in the event of a crunch. Oh, no. Uh, it's just It's just awful. It's just awful the way that all of the things the globalists want are just happening. <laughs> they want you to use electricity. Yeah, they'll just go ahead and start a world war to bring that about. They have no limits to their behavior because they're not internally uh, managed. They only respond to external stimulus, and there hasn't been any. U.S. intelligence is helping Ukraine to kill Russian generals, officials say. The United States has provided intelligence about Russian units that has allowed Ukrainians to target and kill many of the Russian generals who have died in action in the Ukraine war, according to senior American officials. So apparently America is just straight up at war with Russia. 
Obviously, we have been at war with Russia since at least 2014 in Ukraine as a proxy conflict of a wider global struggle that extends from Syria to China and everywhere in between. But this is uh, as direct of an involvement as has been revealed recently. Gosh, wouldn't wouldn't it just be awful if Russia <laughs> wouldn't it just be awful if Russia treated this like a, like an act of war and responded in kind militarily? Wouldn't it just God? Can you imagine something like a nuclear bomb going off in Washington D.C. and wiping out the federal government? God, I mean, that's the danger that we're dealing with here. Okay, don't do it, Russia. Don't do it. Meanwhile, here in America. The collapse into Sodom and Gomorrah continues. Pansexual Florida teacher canned for discussing orientation with students. Pansexual. This, of course, refers to the god Pan and is a reference to all liberals who date men who look like they're half goats. A Florida teacher claimed she was fired for discussing her pansexual status with middle school students, whom whom she then asked to draw pictures representing their own sexual orientations. Of course, I'm joking about the pansexual. Pansexual just means, uh, you know, nothing. It just means that you are just a baseless degenerate uh, who has no sexual preference. You will literally get turned on by anything. It's, it's weird. It's a weird thing to be. It's a weird thing to tell your kindergarten students about, but there it is. Cape Coral art instructor Case Cassie, uh, Casey Scott uh, said her students were curious about her sexual orientation, and she explained to them that she was pansexual during a lesson in March, NBC2 reported. A discussion happened in class, and because of that, now I'm fired, Scott told the outlet. A discussion happened. The discussion just happened in class. Uh, she's not to blame, certainly not, not as the teacher. No, it's just sometimes discussions happen. Sometimes people just say things. Well, you're a groomer and a pervert, and now you're fired. And that's letting you off easy as far as I'm concerned. Finally, we have this story. Hunter Biden laptop whistleblower sues Schiff, CNN, Daily Beast, and Politico. The Delaware computer repairman who alerted authorities to the existence of Hunter Biden's laptop sued the uh, Democratic representative Adam Schiff, CNN, Daily Beast, and Politico, claiming he suffered financial and reputational damage after they alleged the leak was Russian disinformation. Yet another life destroyed by the mainstream media in their mad dash to completely dissect and obliterate this country as if they could care less. Sleepless nights seem to be a lot more common these days with everything that's going on both at home and the world at large. If you're having trouble getting to that deep sleep we could all use more of, our new sleep support formula, Down and Out, is just the thing. It's our new, faster-absorbing liquid formula that is specifically designed to help you get the shut-eye you deserve. Formulated to improve upon our best-selling product, Knockout, with Down and Out, now the herbs and melatonin packed inside are extracted directly into the glycerin solution. So the ingredients are already dissolved into the formula before you even take it. One of the other sleep support herbs included is the passion flower, which was traditionally used by Native Americans like the Cherokees, who used it for its relaxing qualities. Be sure to take this product when you are completely ready for sleep, because you will be down and out. Selling out now at InfoWarsStore.com. It was almost 15 years ago that I released my seminal film, Endgame Blueprint for Global Enslavement. 
And in that documentary, I predicted the globalists would establish world government by releasing a virus, demanding that there be worldwide lockdowns, and then triggering a collapse of our industrial society. And now they've done it. How did I know they would do it? Because they wrote books and white papers, and many of their own reports and internal meetings were leaked. You see, then I was tracking the Bilderberg Group, whose head at the time was Klaus Schwab. And our sources inside were confirming to us that they were indeed planning to launch this great reset. Well, we're now living in it. The purposeful collapse of the third world and the first world. On its ashes, a tyrannical corporate world government. Total censorship, no due process, destruction of the family, and then incrementally more and more deadly injections of poison masquerading as vaccines to poison us and depopulate us. This is what InfoWars is fighting. We're fighting for the future. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot to talk about today. Of course, the global economic collapse is on starvation and riots already taking place in the third world from Sri Lanka to South America to places in Africa are already starting to suffer the consequences. First world countries are starting to implement defensive uh, policies in order to prevent exportation of wheat and other basic materials. But at the same time, it's worth reminding ourselves what is at stake here in this country and the very simplistic yet effective plan that the elites carried out to steal the election, make it obvious, and then punish anybody that pointed it out. Again, you think you think you understand the level of deception that goes into these schemes. These are people that will tell you with a perfectly straight face that men can get pregnant and fully believe it. Two plus two equals five, that the sky is red. These people are in fantasy world, and it's no small thing. And of course... I know I bring it up a lot, and I'm, I'm sure people are <laughs> sick of hearing it. But the fact is this was all advertised. It was all projected into the future. It's very convenient now that my Twitter's down that I can't send you to go look at it with the appropriate timestamp. But it was in August of 2020 that I laid out this exact plot and plan. I didn't know it was going to be January 6th. I didn't know the date it was going to happen. But it was obvious what they were doing. Use COVID to do mail-in ballots, cheat in the election, make it obvious that you're cheating, call any, everybody who pointed it out a conspiracy theorist, drive the Trump supporters to the, the brink of madness. Like you understand, right, that for four years, even though we had the president that we fought and suffered for, right, all through 2016, just the most vicious attacks on Trump supporters you've ever seen in light in real life, like at his rallies where they'd show up in black block and just viciously attack mothers and fathers and children who are going to Trump rallies. But also just in your personal lives, I'm sure if you were a Trump supporter, then you experienced it. If you weren't a Trump supporter, then you probably perpetrated it. Right. Just the vicious attacks against anybody that dared to stand up and say they were a Trump supporter. I was in 2016, and then for four more years, again, we watched as we were just screwed over and over again uh, as the Antifa and Black Lives Matter ran roughshod over 
law and order completely. And for that year in particular, 2020, the God-fearing, law-abiding, average American citizen had to sit in frustrated impotence as they watched their cities being burned, their laws being changed, criminals being released out onto the street, small businesses forcibly shut down, their children isolated and masked. And the frustration was building. The fury at what was happening was building. But the Trump supporters behaved because we believe in the American system. We understand the horror of the cycle of violence, the French Revolution-style reign of terror that can occur if both sides start acting in the way that the liberals are. They behaved. They held on to that one last strand of hope, the electoral system. We don't need to fight. We don't need to go out there and start killing people. We don't need to, you know, respond in kind to the annoyances of the left wing because we've got the vote. We'll get Trump into office and we'll stick it to him. We'll show him that doesn't matter how chaotic and ill-behaved they are. We'll stick to the system. We'll do things right and we'll win the right way. And then they had that stolen from them. They had that last final glimmer of hope, that last ability to take back their country, stolen from them quite literally overnight as we all watched lifetime. Hundreds of thousands of votes dropped long after the polls had closed from mysterious sources. So it was obvious the Trump supporters were going to get mad. We'd held our tongues. We'd held our fire, as it were. For an entire year of being abused and demonized and cheated because we had that one last hope. And then they they set us up. They stole that one last hope. Those who make peaceful revolution impossible make violent revolution inevitable. That's what they were going for. They were trying to instigate open conflict with Trump supporters to justify calling them terrorists and launching a full-scale you know, counterterrorism action against Trump supporters. The crazy thing is that that we didn't. That the only thing you can point to was a couple hours of people wandering through the crap uh, through the Capitol, and you know, one or two police officers with bruises on their knees from uh, you know crushing the spines of the protesters that they were uh, inviting into the Capitol. And that's sort of the most amazing part is that they do all of this stuff to try to instigate the civil war, to try to instigate Trump supporters into violently attacking back. And we don't do it. We don't fall for it. There's one minor protest where like $100 of damage was done. We broke one window. Oh, dear. We sat in Nancy Pelosi's chair. Oh, my God, locked them up for life. They didn't actually hit it. That's sort of the most amazing thing. It's the burning of the Reichstag. They didn't actually burn the Reichstag. They just told everybody, the Reichstag's on fire. Everybody went, I don't see any smoke. And they went, oh, so you're a terrorist too, are you? Oh, so you support the terrorists? Oh, maybe you can't be in Congress anymore. So let's take a look now at this video. Destroying the, Const- the United States Constitution. This was posted by Taylor Hansen on Twitter. I'm not sure if it's his video or somebody else's. I think it may be just his, though. Uh, at Taylor USA, destroying the United States Constitution. Just a reminder of what we're up against and how viciously efficient these people have been at utterly and totally destroying the country we love. Let's watch. Steal an election. Call anyone 
that easy for them they really did pull that off and it's incredible to see and of course we've gotten to this point where now a year and four months after that that one fateful day the worst day in american history 9 11 times 10 and now we're here where we have joe biden saying things like this clip number three the MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that has existed in American history. Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history, in recent American history. The most extreme. Uh, this, by the way, ending a week with multiple Antifa attacks, including throwing a mortar at grandmothers and children and injuring a man, sending him to the hospital. But we're the most extreme because we want freedom. I designed over 200 t-shirts in the last 25 years. And we have some of those original designs still for sale at InfoWarsStore.com. These are real classics. But ladies and gentlemen, they're all about to be limited edition because we're selling out of them. They're about to be history, and we're selling out of the hoodies, the ball caps, the t-shirts, all these amazing designs at cost at InfoWarsStore.com, except for this fundraiser shirt that is a real hit and people love it. It's $24.95. Alex Jones is right on the front, the red Thunderbolt, and then again on the back, a big bold InfoWars.com. Exercise your First Amendment. Don't let the leftist and the globalist bully silence you and fund the InfoWar at the same time. There is not a more politically incorrect shirt that sends a stronger message of freedom and resistance to the New World Order than the Alex Jones Was Right shirt, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And again, this shirt is limited edition as well. We're doing one more run and then no more. InfoWarsStore.com. Get yours today. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Back, ladies and gentlemen. Lots of very interesting things going on today. If you're an info warrior out there and you're wondering how to contribute, of course, InfoWars Store is the best way to support us here at InfoWars. We make it easy by offering incredibly powerful supplements, incredibly well-made and stylish merchandise. And so you're getting a, a real 360 win. We're not just begging for your money. The information is free. We want to, it to spread as much as possible. And we uh, offer you know, great things that you'd want to buy anyway. You can just buy it from the good guys and know that you're supporting this mission for truth right along with uh, your shopping. So that's really easy. But the other thing you can do is go through data. The Pfizer data dumps 
are out and see they changed tactics. Originally, they wanted to wait 75 years to release this data. A little suspicious, if you ask me. So instead, since they were ordered to release it all quickly, that's what they're doing, and they're just dumping tens of thousands of pages all at once, sort of overwhelming people paying attention to all this data, and we need people to go through it. We need people to dig through and find what's really going on, and there are people doing that, luckily, and we're, we're finding it. usually exists on places like 4chan. There's something else you can be doing. This person on uh, 4chan has been going through and studying food processing plant fires. He says, four days ago, I started noticing the mentions of food processing plant fires, and it caught my attention. I noticed that most of the threads and images that were being posted were repeats and that really only about 20 facilities were being listed. Three days ago, through the power of autism, I began meticulously cataloging and archiving every single instance of a major fire or incident at a food processing plant, large farms, grain, cereal, storage, processing facilities, and warehouses that store fertilizer and ag-related chemicals and large equipment meant for industrial-level farms going back to 2019. Incidents at food processing plants are up more than 100% this year. Incidents at large-scale farms are up more than 310% up more than a thousand percent if you consider each individual farm in a country affected by avian flu and separate uh, as separate incidents and this is the this is the real work that needs to be done behind the scenes it's the work that i would probably do if i wasn't covering all of this news all over the place because it takes hours to dig into the information or to find the sources of course these are all scrubbed from mainstream search sources like Yahoo or uh, Google, but you can find them. You can go back in time. You can use the Wayback Machine or you can use the Google News, uh, you know, sort by certain time periods. You can do that. And sometimes you'll find interesting results. I actually remember in, I think it was 2020, there was a rash of chemical fires, like chemical plants catching fire, and it was happening at a really rapid rate. And so I did this. It was before I had American Journal. And so I went, okay. Is this more than normal? Like this seems more than normal. Is it? And I started looking back and I realized, no, apparently this happens all the time. No, apparently if you go back in previous years, there's just like once a week chemical plants just explode all over the world, whether it's here in America or India or anywhere else. uh, These things happen. And so, you know, in that case, the research saved us from reporting on something that wasn't actually untrue right to go and go all these chemical plants are catching fire something's going on here but then you look back you go oh wait the same thing happened last year and the year before and the year before that okay this is just a this is just a regular thing that happens all right so it's not as suspicious as i originally thought and if that's the result you come to fine whatever the truth is that's what we're going for and the one thing we know is the mainstream media will do everything it can to cover it up so i just know we have a massive audience here i know the audience here is engaged and you know doesn't want to just receive this information but actually wants to get involved that's one way you can get involved information is out there go find rockefeller white papers start reading into them if you find something interesting send it in and we'll spread it and of course you can always call in and uh, tell us about what you're working on here on the show but i just think uh i think it's invaluable work the things that people are doing to uncover this sort of stuff. It's the type of thing that our media would be doing if they had even the slightest care and just looking like 
they actually are concerned about what's happening to the American people. They're not, though. <laughs> right? It's coinc- It's all a coincidence. Asking questions is uh, disloyalty to the regime. Do not ask questions. Uh, I have a lot of videos to show you. I'm going to try to get through as many this hour as possible so we can go to your phone calls in the second and third hour. I think we'll just start again with this scaled out, zoomed out, bird's eye view of things. We discussed in the last segment the way that the Democrats in the deep state, I should say the deep state and their Democrat useful idiots, uh, are well controlled in the way that they've brought about this free speech destroying disinformation governance board on the back of calling everybody that walked into the Capitol or anybody that even questioned the election results of 2020 domestic terrorists. Because we have to know where this is going and, again, take a bird's eye view and look at everything that's occurred over the last couple years, not just the latest little data points that we have. But where is this all going? Probably somewhere like clip number 12. Complete and total transhumanism. Let's watch. The first artificial human introduced by Samsung-backed Star Labs. Newest entry in the artificial intelligence Star Labs. Six neon avatar at CES 2020. Neons can converse, sympathize like real human beings. We're going to be your master one day. Neon based on people from different walks of life, including yoga instructors, K-pop stars, etc. Neon runs on proprietary technology platform Core R3. Reality Real-Time Responsive. R3 stands for Reality Real-Time Responsiveness. We're inventing humans, and we like them more than the real thing. It may, they may look like real people. Neon show personalities, expressions, and dialogues. Imagine being excited about this sort of thing. Star Labs plans to introduce a beta version of Neon with select partners later in 2022. Don't worry about connecting with real human beings. We'll make one for you. Neon is the brainchild of CEO and president of Star Labs, Pravnav Mystery. Is he a real person? We don't know. We can't figure it out. Who needs real people when we can make whatever people we want and they always behave and do exactly as we say? Yes, we like them more than you. We trust them more than you and they will soon be your overlords. Unquestionable algorithmic demons summoned to put you in your place. Transhumanism is the ultimate goal. And it's not just fake humans. It's real humans only purposefully designed to fit their needs. Clip number 14 it is truly a brave new world. This is the artificial womb facility, a place where humans could be grown entirely from scratch. The devices you see here are called growth pods. Each growth pod is designed to replicate the same conditions that exist inside the mother's uterus. Growth pods are designed to host human fetuses until they are fully developed. These artificial wombs are designed to help premature babies to continue developing after their birth. But emerging scientific research is making it possible to use them to create designer humans entirely from scratch. 
designer humans entirely from scratch. Isn't that so exciting? Sorry, ladies, you've been replaced by a robot womb. But it's okay because, I guess, you're not having babies anymore anyway. And again, this is all in service of the wider ultimate goal of the World Economic Forum and the other Satanist cabals that are implementing their power structure as we speak. It's infinite life. They think they can be gods. They're going to program their children to be inhumanly smart and strong, permanently cementing their position at the top of the heap as they move into a future that they think will rule forever. But I believe in humanity, not their corrupt, fallen form. The U.N. estimates that over 2 billion people alive on Earth today have cognitive disabilities, lower IQs, and so many other medical issues because of one thing, iodine deficiency. And most iodine that you get from different foods is bound to other minerals or other compounds, so it's not absorbable in the body. And that's why iodine deficiency is such a huge issue. We have the purest, cleanest, best iodine in the world from deep earth crystals more than 7,000 feet deep. X2 is an amazing product, and it has been sold out for months and months and months. It is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off. Ladies and gentlemen, with all the supply chain breakdowns and the rest of it, I'm not sure when the next time we're going to get X2 is, so I would stock up on X2 right now at InfoWarsStore.com and know that you're funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. That's a 360 win. You're healthier, you have a better immune system, a better focus, better clarity, and you're funding the InfoWar. Please visit InfoWarsStore.com and get your X2 today. Frank in North Carolina, thanks for holding so long. Go ahead. Yeah, Alec, I just have to say something, man. It seems like every time I turn on your broadcast, you're bragging. It just gets old, man. I'm going to shut you down right now, okay? We're taking calls about your nomination. Do you understand they're having congressional hearings trying to shut us down? Do you understand I'm ringing the alarm? If that was happening to anybody else, I'd be freaked out. I mean, what's it going to take? Us being shut down? Is that what you want, Frank? You know what, Alex? Hey, put him on pause again. Hey, Frank, do you understand it's not bragging to say we are the tip of the spear, we're under attack, we need your help? As much begging as I do, we can barely pay the bills and grow in the face of this. I'm not going to just stop growth and let them start pushing us backwards. You understand? I need your help, Frank. I need your help, Frank. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and help fund the InfoWars. Do you understand? I need your help, Frank. Free Press needs your help, Frank. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Fun uh, image that got posted to Twitter yesterday, right here from TatJew77 at PapersJew77. Wow, Infowars store really is worldwide. I guess this is Russia. It looks like Russian to me. But there you see the uh, vaccines kill bumper sticker on this sign inside Russia. It really is a worldwide movement, folks. You don't need to be a Texan, an American. You don't have to speak English. All you have to do is love freedom and want what's best for the average person, not what benefits exclusively those at the very top of the one-eyed pyramid. Now, I did, I did a 
what was billed as a debate, let's just say that, turned out not to be one because the topic, of course, was globalism. And uh, even the most wild-eyed socialist morons understand that globalism is just not a good thing. Just it's, it has no benefits for it at all. And everyone I told, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm arguing globalism versus nationalism. I'm obviously on the nationalist side. And all my – the singular response was like, is the person you're debating a billionaire? Like who else? Like unless you're making money off of globalism, there's no reason to support it. It doesn't make any sense. And of course I realized, and it came out to be true, the confusion is between globalization and globalism. See, globalization is the natural process of technology minimizing the impact of distance geographically. Right? Because of technology, because of the endless march of technology, globalization has been occurring since about the 1500s, right? whether it was sail technology or uh, even clock technology in order to f- map where you are in latitude on the earth. But then it jumps, of course, to trains, automobiles, air flight, and the world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. That's inevitable. That's just the march of of technology that's globalization it's just a natural force it's like gravity right there's no reason to be for or against gravity it just is you can learn to deal with it global globalism is the equivalent of saying well gravity exists so i'm going to throw myself off a cliff well you know geographic distance is getting smaller so we're just going to do away with national border or loyalty or anything of the sort but all this is to say that the person i was debating against made this mistake thought globalism meant globalization which it doesn't take china for example extremely nationalist everything they do at least seemingly is for the benefit of them themselves now of course they brutalize their own people it's a little bit at odds i would think with the nationalist cause but the point is that they have benefited greatly from globalization while maintaining very strong national interest and doing everything they do to benefit their nation over everybody else taking advantage of globalization without becoming globalist if there's a difference between these but the really you know part of that debate that sticks out in my mind is when i was explaining what globalism is which is the imposition of a global government unelected corporatocracy over the whole world and that it's a plan that has been dictated and enumerated and explained at length by the people who are actually doing it in the world economic forum and elsewhere and of course this is undeniable it's it's literally everywhere i mean they they published white papers on this saying here's what we're doing and here's how we're going to do it So you really can't deny it, but that's exactly what my opponent did. He just said, well, I just don't believe that's happening. Okay. Oh, well, all right. It is happening, right? Well, I don't believe that I'm sitting in the InfoWars studio, but here I am. It doesn't matter if I believe it or not. Really just reflects on my mental state if I don't believe something that is evidently true. But I guess the the point is that people don't take this seriously. They think the World Economic Forum is just – like something they do for fun it's just like well it's a bunch of people getting together and they talk about technology and this sort of stuff and they just sort of rub elbows and there's no big deal 
which is a little bit at odds with the, again, evident effectiveness of the World Economic Forum, of their ability to capture and maintain control over national governments loyal to their mafia over the people that they are supposed to lead. And now we have undeniable evidence of this, which again, just, I, I guess this is what we're up against. We just sit there and point out and go, look, all these billionaires, all these royal family members, all these politicians and you know corporate masters and banksters and weapons manufacturers and pharmaceutical magnates all come together. They plot things out and then they carry out those plots. And the other side just goes, well, I just don't believe you. Okay, all right. I guess we can't do anything about it. I guess we can't, as as a collective, as the 99%, we just can't stand up against the 1% because even when you point out what the 1% is doing, your fellow 99%ers just go, yeah, I don't believe it. Okay, fine. Well, here is an official UN spokesperson in front of a UN backdrop at a UN podium explaining the World Economic Forum, this just random group of whoever just hanging out and, you know, no, no big impact, signing memorandums of understanding with the UN to accelerate their conjoined plan of worldwide slavery come 2030. Even sooner than that, if they have their way, here is the UN and WEF announcing that they are accelerating their joint plans, but... But don't worry, they don't have any power. It's just the UN after all. Let's watch. This afternoon, the Secretary General and Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, will, sign a, will witness the signing of a memorandum of understanding on a strategic partnership between the UN and the World Economic Forum, which outlines areas of cooperation to deepen engagement between the two institutions and to jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 agenda. Do I need to play that again? It's pretty short. We could play it again. You just heard it. UN, World Economic Forum, joining together to implement their agreed policies on the 2030 agenda. And of course, it's not a coincidence. When the WEF creates their iconic advertisement saying, by 2030, you will own nothing, you will have no privacy, and you will be happy, just a coincidence that Agenda 21 became Agenda 2030, and that was the deadline that they both set. They're working hand-in-hand, and the real astonishing thing is, again, nobody voted for these people. Who is uh, Professor Klaus Schwab? Who has approved him to speak for the entire world? Who has anointed him? Who has chosen him? The other scumbag billionaires? Like it's one thing when it's like oh, the UN Secretary General. Okay, we at least know how they're approved and selected. They at least have to have some sort of consensus on a global scale, or else they'll receive opposition from within the UN. We get that. But who is Klaus Schwab? Who appointed him? Right? Who put the crown on his head? When did he make his campaign speeches and garner votes? It never happened. So, like when you hear this. Just imagine you've never heard of Klaus Schwab before, right? Imagine he just said, instead of that, he just said, uh, you know, Robert Smith. Yes, the, the secretary of the UN and Professor Robert Smith signed a memorandum of, under, of, of understanding. You'd be like, well, who the hell is that? How are they, who are they to sign a memorandum of understanding 
to dictate the terms that the UN will follow for the next eight years. Who the hell is that? These are your new leaders. These are your new controllers. Nobody approved them. Nobody voted for them. They never had to make their case as for why they should lead you over anybody else. They never had to appeal to you and tell you why their accession to the top of the pyramid would be a benefit to you and so you should support them. It's just billionaires getting together in their little club, just appointing each other, just voting for each other and just making demands and signing agreements like that. That's to me, that's the craziest thing. Klaus Schwab represents Klaus Schwab. There's only one dude. Doesn't represent me, doesn't represent you, doesn't even represent a corporation or a company. He, do, he doesn't own anything. He's, he's a professor. He's just the priest. And that's really what it's most like. It's like the UN Secretary General has signed an agreement with this rabbi, right, this religious authority in this new state, secular, materialist religion of Satanism. Just straight up Dr. Evil, but he's signing agreements with the UN. The UN is openly acknowledging that the WEF and these unelected, unapproved of, unaccountable corporate and academic masters signing agreements on behalf of the entire world. I designed over 200 t-shirts in the last 25 years. And we have some of those original designs still for sale at InfoWarsStore.com. These are real classics. But ladies and gentlemen, they're all about to be limited edition because we're selling out of them. They're about to be history and we're selling out of the hoodies, the ball caps, the t-shirts, all these amazing designs at cost at InfoWarsStore.com except for this fundraiser shirt that is a real hit and people love it. It's $24.95. Alex Jones is right on the front with the red Thunderbolt. And then again, on the back, a big, bold Infowars.com. Exercise your First Amendment. Don't let the leftist and the globalist bully silence you and fund the Infowar at the same time. There is not a more politically incorrect shirt that sends a stronger message of freedom and resistance to the New World Order than the Alex Jones Was Right shirt, exclusively available at Infowarsstore.com. And again, this shirt is limited edition as well. We're doing one more run and then no more. Infowarsstore.com. Get yours today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour has begun. We'll open up the phone lines this hour. But first, I want to go to a couple of videos. The first was posted by Mike Cernovich. I was not aware of this lady. Let me get her name right. Kathy Barnett. Her name is Kathy Barnett. She is a candidate for Senate from PA, from the Senate from PA, Pennsylvania. And uh, I'm sad I haven't learned about her before. First, here is a little introduction about who she is, and then I'll play a video that shows why I'm so excited about this particular candidate. First, the video that was posted by Mike Cernovich this morning, simply asking, wait, who is this woman? Let's watch. I am you, Pennsylvania, (laughs) 
And like you, I believe this is the greatest country that has ever existed. But like you, I believe our country is in trouble. I believe that the America that allowed me to claw my way out of dire poverty is about to come to a close. Listen, this time you do not have to hold your nose and vote for the lesser of two evils. I am in a statistical tie for first place. So voting for me is not throwing your vote away. Listen, go to my Facebook page at Kathy Barnett for Senate, and you will see exactly what I'm doing today that I will amp up tomorrow after this race. I have been going and you will see me in rooms full of black people changing their voter registration from Democrat to Republican. You will see me downtown in Chinatown. They are mine. You will see people ushering me in front of a room full of Amish people with them introducing me as someone with their values. Not only do I have a grasp on our own base, but I can go into every and cranny and take the votes that we need in order to really beat Fetterman in the general election. Let's go do this. All right, pretty strong showing, pretty pretty powerful stuff. Beloved by the black community, but represents the views of the Amish. Seems aggressive, forthright, upfront. Frank and uncompromising. It's a good showing. It's not bad, but you know, everybody can say this sort of stuff. You know, when she says voting for me is not voting for the lesser of two evils. Let's see something to back it up, shall we? Let's let's hear what uh, what you're willing to say and how far you're willing to willing to go and how far you really recognize what's happening in the country today. Do you do you really get it? Do you really understand the true scale and scope of what's happening? Let's go now to clip number seventeen. We need to walk as free people. We need to remember that the constitu- that COVID does not trump the U.S. Constitution. Those are some very key lessons that we should have learned coming out of this. We should have also learned what kind of leadership we really need at this moment. Uh, we lived through two years that felt like literal hell jumped out on top of us with Democrats putting their foot on our throats, putting their foot on our businesses, their foot on our economy, their foot on our children. We should have learned a very valuable lesson of what kind of leader we need at this moment. We need people who are going to be fighters. We don't need people who are globalists in the way that they have lived their lives and ran their business. And although I think you're a magnanimous individual, but you and your corporation, McCormick, you are a part of the WEF, the World Economic Forum, you as well as you. Um, uh, Oz, uh, they're both part of the World Economic Forum. This is a very serious organization that has uh, um, a mindset of pushing globalism and ESG, environmental social governance. Okay, thank you. And we need to be mindful of that. Thank you, Ms. Barnett. 15-second quick response, sir, Mr. McCormick. Well, listen, I've I've, I've run two businesses wildly successful businesses. I'm not going to apologize for my success. I have done business around the world. It makes me uniquely capable of understanding the global world that we work, that we live in. I've served in the military. I've served in combat. So I know how to deal with the challenges we face. All right. And just like President Trump, that experience is going to make me a better senator. But that didn't have anything to do with the world economic Thank you. Let's continue on with Mr. Bartos. Let him have a All right. I'm in. All right. I'm in. 100% I'm in. World Economic Forum, ESG, globalism, she has my full support. Kathy Barnett on Twitter at Kathy, the number four truth. Kathy for truth. Brilliant stuff. And she's right. That answer had nothing to do with it. This is what it looks like when the canned responses of politicians come up against things they've never heard before, like criticisms against their participation in the World Economic Forum. Oh, well, I'm a businessman. I'm not going to apologize for that. Wow. 
You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to to open up the phone line today. And I've been asked by the crew to uh, give out a little message before we give out the phone call. Apparently, and I was not aware of this, but apparently it's been going on. I have to make something abundantly clear. The people who answer the phones for us here on American Journal are the sound engineers who are busy most of the time trying to make sure things sound good and the clips have audio when they play, and they're very busy for the entire show. The people operating the switchboards here at American Journal, right there behind the scenes, uh, are, are not customer service for InfoWarsStore.com. I'm very sorry to tell you this. But we have no oversight over the store. We cannot help you complete your order. You'll have to go to InfoWarsStore.com for that. So I'm going to open up the phone lines now. But please only call in if you want to come on to American Journal and uh, tell us what you think. So only if you're interested in being on air, we ask you now to call in to uh, American Journal, one 789 25 39 And it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but you know, they're too polite. Our producers are, are too damn polite. And then and they sit there being distracted from the importance of keeping the show running, talking to uh to audience members that are trying to get you know, refunds or do, or doing other stuff. Uh and they're 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 too nice. They're not rude enough just to hang up on on people who call in for the wrong reason. So then they get distracted and the show suffers. So we just ask, call in to American Journal right now, but please just call in if you actually want to come on the show and uh and talk on air. Otherwise, just just don't don't bother calling in. But we do want to hear from you. We do want to uh, take your calls. So if you do want to call call in, please do, and we'll put you right on air. It's one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. And if you want to place an order, go to infowarsstore.com or call the uh, the store number. Was it two five three three one three nine? Call that, and they can help you uh, deal with that stuff. And I get it, too. People on Twitter all the time are like, I'm having trouble placing an order on InfoWars Store. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I, I do not control. It's a whole other wing of the company. And that's the thing. People, I think people think that, like, 10 people work at InfoWars. InfoWars is a pretty big company. I mean, it's not, you know, Amazon. We don't have thousands of people running around. There's a couple hundred people that work at InfoWars. About half of them work at the InfoWars store, taking orders, fulfilling orders, you know, dealing with all that. About half works in production, helping the shows run and everything like that. There's a lot of people that work here. So we just we need the uh, we need the audio engineers to focus on audio engineering while that's happening. And uh, it's too polite. Actually trying to help. And I, 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 I do it too. Somebody will uh, DM me on Twitter and be like, I need to do this. I'm like, oh, let me try to figure this out. And I'm like, wait, I have no idea what, what I'm doing here. <laughs> i got to pass them off to the people that know. We all have a part to play. We all have our uh, positions that we have to man here on the battleship. And so that's what we do. We try to focus. So I want to play another, another little, little uh, video for you here. Actually, what I'm going to do is while this video plays, I'm going to pull up our favorite document in the world, the Rockefeller lockstep document, because it's worth it to just revisit it every couple of months or so just to uh, 
take a look at what it says about where we are in the world and where we can expect to be going. Six years ago, and this was a very long and just mind-blowingly informative thread from Echo Chamber on Twitter at Echo underscore Chambers, food chain reaction, two minutes in the 2020s. Six years ago, Washington, D.C. policymakers simulated a new normal of skyrocketing food prices, famine, and climate migration. Predictably, the end result was a U.N. global climate government body and a global carbon tax. Gee, how did they know it was all going to happen? Let's go now to clip number one. There are significant risks as we look at the problems we face with regard to food security, especially going forward. Some of the most complicated and some of the most extraordinary challenges that the world has faced in all of its history. Food chain reaction is an effort to put some of the major actors on this planet who have to deal with a global food crisis. Food chain reaction was really to create these scenarios based on scenarios that have happened in the past, but how do countries respond to them? We had eight teams. We had four rounds spanning from 2020 to 2030. Our real hope was that we would get players from all around the world to elevate a more global conversation among all of those different worldwide experts. The game itself created an opportunity to live into the future. It caused people to think through what the possibilities are. And in that process, I think they realized what they have to start to do today to prepare for that future. The challenges and crises that we were assigned are exactly what we expect to see in the future. So you've got famine, you've got increased pests, you've got the role of climate change in the world. It's a world where it's getting hotter and it's getting drier. We're also seeing increased social unrest because of the volatility in the food system. Food prices are going up 400%. We've got a flood of migrants coming in. The world is starting to fall apart. Everything we do is going to have some negative effect. We are going to have a pretty hard world to live in. The new normal is volatility. The world needs stronger cooperation to meet the challenges that the future will throw at it. As the momentums build up, there's more of a sense of countries stepping up to support other countries. If that could be the new normal, it would really be a game changer. International cooperation on these kinds of issues is much more possible than people might think. The world can get it right. The simulation showed us that we really need to get ahead of the curve. Over the last couple days, we've learned that alone we can't do it, but together we have all the confidence that this is a problem that we can solve. The new normal global collapse and the imposition of a global government body. You know, it's not not that hard to figure out what's going on here. The people that are in power right now that are making decisions and implementing policy that has directly led knowingly to the total collapse of the food system and the supply chain all around the world are the same people who routinely and really ceaselessly, they never stop telling us that they want a global government, that they want climate control, that they want carbon limitations. They constantly tell us the things they want, then they engineer the crises to bring about the justification for implementing the things that they keep saying they want. It's just so not complicated. If you're an arson investigator, 
you get a little bit suspicious if the building that burned down was insured, overly insured against fire the day before the fire out, you know, took place, right? If I keep saying, man, I wish I had a million dollars, I really wish I had a million dollars, and I have an insurance policy on my house and my house burns down and I get a million dollars, you might want to look in to whether I smell like gasoline, right? These people reek. And you can see it across the world. Every single day there's more. India considers restricting wheat exports as heat wave destroys crops. Right now in Southern California, they're saying they aren't going to make it through summer. Like they're not going to have water by the end of the summer if they don't impose severe restrictions right now. Of course, all of this is being compounded by things like this. Fertilizer prices went up another 43% on Friday. The global elite seem to be engineering a famine as the war in Ukraine and COVID-19 and the climate change agenda all conspire together to destroy our ability to feed ourselves. None of this is natural. None of this is a consequence of just you know, random occurrences on Earth. It's all policy. And even the weather at this point is openly being manufactured and manipulated by countries all over the globe. Used to be a conspiracy theory. They still treat it as a conspiracy theory. But over the last couple of years, you've had the UAE create rainstorms in the middle of 90 to, or like 120 degree weather. China has launched its 20,000 person strong weather manipulation bureau. Harp is back online. And chemtrails are an admitted technology that they use now. None of this is natural, including the weather. The average person on the face of this incredible planet is still unaware that there's a war between free individuals and nation states on one side and the globalists on the other who are literally trying to create a post-human world. From the United States to Brazil, and of course triggered by the Brexit in the UK, nations were pulling out of the private, corporate, fascist world government. That's why they launched their Great Reset and their program after collapsing us of Build Back Better. This is nothing more than a top-down, vertical consolidation of the world economy. And because they couldn't take our guns, and because we wouldn't bow, because the left, which is the ideology of this world government system, couldn't win, they released a biological weapon on us. Now we know, two years ago, we learned about it about 20 months ago. It's that simple. They can't beat us because of our free speech and our guns. So the global corporate combine released COVID-19, and you know the rest is history. Expose this paradigm, and we win. The answer to 1984 is 1776. InfoWars has been banned. Arrested. 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 Attacked and threatened because we are effective. The Great Awakening is here. Go to band.video, download the videos, and share. Support the information war at InfoWarsStore.com. And never give up the fight. Fight. Infowars.com 
You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, welcome back. We'll go out to your phone calls momentarily. Full credit to Echo Chamber on Twitter at Echo underscore Chambers with a Z. He posted this thread with that video from six years ago. They use this phrase like the new normal and pushes for carbon tax credits. This came from a scenario planning practice, much like the uh, Rockefeller lockstep document was a scenario planning organization or event 201. These are the ways that the world leaders coordinate and determine what their path into the future will be. So Echo Chamber continues, in this scenario, prices increased 400% and the players agreed to create an entirely new UN body, strengthen the UN's existing institutions, enhance the public-private partnerships, and implement a global carbon tax. This was put on by the Center for American Progress, which is led by none other than John Podesta. That was a key NGO that planned the food chain crisis simulation and of course if you just go to sorry to do this to the crew jumping around like this but if you go to wikipedia you can find the american uh the center for american progress a public policy research and advocacy organization which presents a liberal viewpoint on economic and social issues has its headquarters in washington dc the chief executive officer of cap cap is patrick gaspard a former diplomat and labor leader who recently served as the president of the open society foundation George Soros' flagship organization. Gaspard uh, succeeded Neera Tandon, who appointed special advisor to President Joe Biden in May 2021. Tandon previously worked for the Obama and Clinton administrations and for Hillary Clinton's campaign. The first president and CEO was John Podesta, who served as the White House chief of staff to President Bill Clinton and the chairman of the 2016 campaign of Hillary Clinton. Podesta remained with the organization as chairman of the board until he joined the White House uh, under Obama in 2013. Tom Daschle is the current chairman of the Center of American Progress that led this scenario planning uh, practice run of implementing global government on the basis of food shortages, which they then went on to engineer. And, of course, if you go look at the funding, it is, of course, a list of all of the normal corporate Masters, Walmart, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Northrop Grumman, America's Health Insurance Plans, and Eli Lilly and Company. So there you go. You've got the banks, the ravenous and greedy, you know, capitalistic Walmart, weapons manufacturers, and pharmaceutical companies all coming to tell you that when the food crisis comes, the only thing you need to do is surrender all of your sovereignty to international supranational organizations and allow for corporations and government to become more and more intertwined as they expand their control over every aspect of your life. Echo Chamber goes on. The Center for American Progress is sponsored by the Rockefeller Foundation, an NGO that's played a key role in establishing the new normal of COVID tyranny. Sponsored by Amazon, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Boeing, Democracy Alliance, Democracy Fund, General Electric, Google, Lockheed, Lumina Foundation, Microsoft, 
Open Societies Foundation, the Rockefeller Fund, and the Rockefeller Foundation. All the good guys, right? All the people that love you and care about you and are and want you to do well. These are the people that are carrying out these little exercises. Last August, the Rockefeller Foundation posted a uh, white paper calling to reset the table, meeting the moment to transform the U.S. food system. Transformation of the U.S. food system. See, they're just reimagining everything. They're reimagining justice right out of existence. Doesn't exist anymore. They're reimagining what it means to have safety in this country. They're reimagining the purpose of the media. They're reimagining it from oversight over the political structure to complete and total cooperation with the political structure, doing their dirty work, spreading their lies, and denouncing their opposition. Now they're reimagining the way that we create food from being decentralized, independent, small farms, slowly coagulating them into monolithic global structures that can be turned off or on at will. And of course, the shortage that they're bringing about, partly through the supply chain shutdown, partly through the hundreds and hundreds of ships just sitting at the dock waiting to be unloaded, partly through I mean, COVID is the major one, but you've also got, of course, the war in Ukraine. You've also got the fires and sabotage going on at food processing plants. You also have the avian flu killing millions of birds. You also have the pork flu killing millions of pigs at the same time. So all this happening at exactly the same time that they've also reignited their weather systems and are causing drought across massive parts of the world all in service of their endless and bottomless desire for total control over absolutely everything. And we'll get a little bit more into this, and I'll also remind you once again that we are in the hack uh, hack attack phase of the Rockefeller Foundation's plan for the future, where they seemingly predicted absolutely everything that would happen from COVID to the war in Afghanistan coming to an end to the move to domestic terror and everything in between – It was all seemingly predicted by the very people that brought it all about. Wow, they're so good at predicting things. And we'll cover that a little bit more later in the program. For now, we go back out to your phone calls. Alvin, a.k.a. Satan from Austin, is called in. Thanks for calling in. Alvin, you're on the air. Uh, You still there? Yeah, go ahead. All right. uh, Initially, I was going to call in, and I was going to talk about how um, – you know, you were complaining about fifty billion dollars going to help Ukraine, and um, uh, but so happy about fifty billion dollars coming out of Elon Musk to buy Twitter. And I was just, you know, thinking, uh, what if Elon Musk gave fifty billion to Ukraine, and then the U.S. government bought Twitter? Um, how would how would you be feeling then? And uh, but I, I I decided not to talk about that. And instead, I wanted to just say, have you heard about the rumor that uh, Jenny Thomas, uh, Clarence Thomas's wife, is the one that leaked to the, uh, the draft opinion? Uh, no, no, I have not heard yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's all over Twitter right now. It's really, uh, really kind of interesting that uh, that Jenny Thomas is trending now, um, uh, is trending now. And the reason why she's trending is because uh, they uh, the, the main the main thought is that uh, she was just so excited about her uh about the win of the opinion that she was passing it around and and uh but also the other the other uh thought is that uh she leaked it in order to ensure 
that the hardline Alito opinion was the one that went forward, as opposed to uh, perhaps a Roberts opinion that was not as hardline. But yeah, I'll just leave it there. Um, uh, you can go run with that if you want. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't I don't believe that for a single second, but uh, it's uh, not surprising. That's trending on Twitter, probably the least likely uh, guess as to who leaked this <laughs> this thing. Uh, yeah, b- big coincidence, right? Uh, they're going after uh, Clarence Thomas's wife, uh, like they did uh, a month ago. Now it's 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 amazing the way that uh, liberals will believe any lie that confirms their um, pre-established biases. So yeah, no, uh, total lie. I I'm very confused by the first comment though. Our tax dollars being spent on weapons to wage a war in Ukraine that doesn't interest us. A little bit different than Elon Musk using his own money to make a business investment. Just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. The UN estimates that over 2 billion people alive on Earth today have cognitive disabilities, lower IQs, and so many other medical issues because of one thing, iodine deficiency. And most iodine that you get from different foods is bound to other minerals or other compounds so it's not absorbable in the body and that's why iodine deficiency is such a huge issue we have the purest cleanest best iodine in the world from deep earth crystals more than seven thousand feet deep x2 is an amazing product and it has been sold out for months and months and months it is now back in stock at infowarsstore.com for 25 percent off Ladies and gentlemen, with all the supply chain breakdowns and the rest of it, I'm not sure when the next time we're going to get X2 is. So I would stock up on X2 right now at InfoWarsStore.com and know that you're funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. That's a 360 win. You're healthier. You have a better immune system, a better focus, better clarity, and you're funding the InfoWar. Please visit InfoWarsStore.com and get your X2 today. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. To quote now from this article, or from this uh, white paper, rather. Not surprisingly, this opening series of deadly asynchronous catastrophes put enormous pressure on an already overstressed global economy that had entered the decade still in recession. Massive humanitarian relief efforts cost vast sums of money, but primary sources from aid agencies to develop world governments had run out of funds to offer. Most nation states could no longer afford their locked-in costs, let alone respond to increased citizen demand for more security, more health care coverage, more social programs and services, and more infrastructure uh, repair. These dire circumstances forced tough trade-offs. The U.S. relocated a large share of its defense spending to domestic concerns, pulling out of Afghanistan, where the resurgent Taliban seized power once again. In Europe, Asia, South South America, and Africa, more and more nation-states lost control of their public finances along with the capacity to help their citizens and retain stability and order. Resource scarcity and trade disputes, together with severe economic and climate stresses, pushed many alliances and partnerships to the breaking point. They also sparked proxy wars and low-level conflict in resource-rich parts of the developing world. Hey, kind of like Ukraine. Nations raised trade barriers in order to protect their domestic sectors against imports and in the face of global food and resource shortages to reduce exports of agricultural produce and other commodities. 
By 2016, the global coordination and interconnectedness that had marked the post-Berlin Wall was tenuous at best. With government power weakened, order rapidly disintegrating and safety nets evaporating, violence and crime grew more rampant. Countries with ethnic, religious, or class divisions saw especially sharp spikes in hostility. Meanwhile, overtaxed militaries and police forces could do little to stop growing communities of criminals and terrorists from gaining power. Technology-enabled gangs and networked criminal enterprises exploited the weakness of states and the desperation of individuals. With increasing ease, these global guerrillas moved illicit products through underground channels. Criminal networks also grew highly skilled in the counterfeiting illicit goods through reverse engineering. Many of these ripoffs and copycats were of poor quality or downright dangerous in the context of weak health systems, corruption, and inattention to standards, whether within countries or from global bodies like the World Health Organization, tainted vaccines entered the public health system of several African countries. Wow. It's amazing how how smart and predictive these guys are. This, of course, is from that uh, lockstep document, what's popularly known as the lockstep document, the document published by the Rockefeller Foundation, Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development, that predicted the COVID-19 outbreak to a T. And you move on to their next step, and it seems as though they've predicted the complete collapse of the food systems. To a T. Yeah, big coincidence. Big coincidence. It's the same people that carried out the practice run that we talked about in the last segment. Echo Chambers posted the video and, uh, you know, long um, string. And of course, you know, just connect the dots, right? Person who authored the lockstep document was Peter Schwartz, who's partners with Mark Benioff, who's Klaus Schwab's understudy, the Open Society Foundation, George Soros's outlet, someone that funded the Center for American Progress, who put on that practice run six years ago. What a tangled web we weave. It is an ultimate and superlative conspiracy. Network of billionaires, corporate masters, political activists, and the NGOs that they fund, all exchanging money and ideas and privileges to bring about their desired result of global governance and total root-level access control and surveillance of every single human being going so far as to want to actually surveil under our very skin, as Yuval Noah Harari is wants to say. India considers restricting wheat exports as heat wave destroys crops. India is considering restricting wheat exports as severe heat waves have damaged crops, exacerbating tight tight global supplies after the war in Ukraine sent food inflation soaring. South South Asian nation experienced its hottest march on record, shriveling the wheat crop that the world was relying on to alleviate a global shortage. To safeguard these domestic supplies, the government is considering limiting wheat exports, according to a person with knowledge on the matter. Of course, they would join Sri Lanka. And another of, uh, a number of other countries, Ukraine, Belarus, and others, limiting the exports of food from their countries because they're worried that they're not going to have enough to exist if they keep sending them all away. Really incredible. Scott in Connecticut has called in about this exact topic. Uh, you've called in about a content creator named Ice Age Farmer, who I've heard of. I can't say I've watched his stuff before, but I've heard of him. I've heard he's good. I think other callers have called in about Ice Age Farmer. Uh, but what is Ice Age Farmer reporting about the approaching food crisis, Scott? Hey, what's up, Ryan? Uh, 
what's going on, man. Calling from uh, deep behind enemy lines up in Connecticut. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess this came out yesterday as of me watching. It was about uh, three hours old. And, you know, it's about a 20-minute video of everything. You know, the burning of the food plants, the um, the planned de-seeding of even American farms, and no one's planting anything now. And it's happening all over the, all over the planet. So he goes into not just the U.S., but also Europe, Asia, everywhere. Right. And, you know, it's definitely planned. And I think, you know, I think there's no way out of it, truthfully. Yeah, I mean, you can grow your own food. Um, that'll only get you so far. And, you know, I, I, yep. I said on Twitter before I got deleted, you think, you know, I'm sick because you aren't vaccinated was bad. Just wait until I'm starving because you have food. Having food will be oh. seen as, as a crime against your neighbors who don't have food. So you can expect the you know, police to be going around and, oh, do you have a small farm? We'll be taking that now. No, no, you can't have food. Not while, not while other people are starving. Not while the millions of people we brought into this country over the last year need it more than you. They're the real Americans. Yeah, for real. I mean, I, I, I truthfully, I don't think there's going to be any police that are going to be out enforcing anything. I think uh, the food riots are going to be so bad that it's going to collapse within weeks. You know, uh, a lot of people are going to talk about the food riots. It'll probably happen within like two, three weeks. Um, if there's a total shutdown. So I think there's just going to be riots and chaos everywhere. Yeah. It's going to get really bad. Uh, I need to do a similar thing to what Ice Age Farm did. I need to do like a roundup where I cover all this stuff. Cause we just cover it every day and there's new stuff every day coming out. But I think it really, it really does hit you when you just have it all together. See everything from, I mean, even stuff like, train companies refusing to transport fertilizer anymore it's just like why or you know massive shutdown looming at california ports as union threatens major strike it's like really right now right now you're going to threaten a major strike we literally don't have any food and you're going to let the food that we do have rot on the ships offshore because you want to go on strike i mean all of these things are the result of policy decisions all of these things are the result of machinations behind the scenes to bring about these exact conditions. They tell you they're going to do it. They do it. It's up to you whether you listen to what they say, why they're doing it, what they want, global government, total control, mass death, starvation, chaos, offer the the solution, which is greater government control and uh, essentially lockdown. I mean, you know they still have FEMA camps, right? You understand they still built all those FEMA camps. They still built all those quarantine camps here australia around the world they still exist they haven't dismantled them they're ready made and right there when the government comes and to your door and says sorry it's the food riots are too bad you're gonna have to come with us now are you gonna go that's a question you need to answer yeah definitely hey, another question have, have you guys noticed uh the wind lately the past two years up in the northeast it's been windy every other day like, I'm talking, you know, 15, 20 mile on a wind sometimes. It's been going on nonstop, like, you know, three three times a week. Let's play so, clip. Let's just, play, just, I, I got a video to go with this. Let's play clip 15, guys. Uh, these, are, these are weather patterns. Again, it used to be – thanks so much for the call, Scott, and uh, we'll, we'll finish on this, on this topic. It used to be a crazy conspiracy theory, the idea that human beings could control the weather. China controls the weather now. America controls the weather now. They have announced that they, you know, are very excited about chemtrail technology and their ability to manipulate the weather. 
And here are examples of the radar showing bursts of uh, cloud cover coming from nowhere. Those are chemtrails. It's time to show them what a real alpha male looks like with one of our most powerful products ever made, Alpha Power. As you age, your body can lose testosterone over time. With the incredible ingredients in this formula, we can help you beat the test of time and assist in restoring that lost energy and mood that comes with time and age. Alpha Power's incredible ingredients can help you boost your sports performance or enhance your day-to-day life with ease while encouraging hormonal balance. Perfect by itself or with super male vitality in the true alpha male pack. Alpha Power can help boost performance, help maintain normal testosterone levels, support healthy cholesterol, and more. Let Alpha Power help bring you to the peak of your optimal health. Don't fall short on energy in the fight against tyranny. Show the world what a true alpha male looks like today with Alpha Power. Head to InfoWarsStore.com today. The UN estimates that over 2 billion people alive on Earth today have cognitive disabilities, lower IQs, and so many other medical issues because of one thing, iodine deficiency. And most iodine that you get from different foods is bound to other minerals or other compounds, so it's not absorbable in the body. And that's why iodine deficiency is such a huge issue. We have the purest, cleanest, best iodine in the world from deep earth crystals more than 7,000 feet deep. X2 is an amazing product, and it has been sold out for months and months and months. It is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off. Ladies and gentlemen, with all the supply chain breakdowns and the rest of it, I'm not sure when the next time we're going to get X2 is, so I would stock up on X2 right now at InfoWarsStore.com and know that you're funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. That's a 360 win. You're healthier, you have a better immune system, a better focus, better clarity, and you're funding the InfoWar. Please visit InfoWarsStore.com and get your X2 today. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, out to your phone calls next. Patty in Boston is waiting in the wings. Before we do that, I want to go to a quick video because the question has been raised recently. You know, what is the what's the method behind the madness, especially with the transgender kid stuff? We covered yesterday the story saying that children who receive puberty blockers and transgender treatment before they go through puberty are denied forever the ability to experience sexual satisfaction. And somebody yesterday called in pointing out that this was straight from 1984. Maybe it was on – it might have been Tim Raw on Twitter uh, – quoted the the part from 1984 saying we will abolish the orgasm uh very strange stuff i didn't realize you know how intricately this was tied in and how it's actually tied in with covid we have this digital presentation from davos and the world economic forum explaining how exactly all of this folds in let's watch Hi, everyone. I'm Francine Lacqua from Bloomberg, and we have the next 45 minutes to talk about that pandemic and, of course, what comes next. Now, Fun, where do you think we're in the pandemic? He's talking, but his mic is muted. Oh, you have to unmute. I just want to finish by saying a few words about the impact of this imminent neurological breakthrough. When the orgasm has been finally eradicated, The last remaining obstacle to the psychological acceptance of the principles of INGSOC, uh, as applied to ARTSEM, 
will be overcome. In other words, the unorthodox tendencies towards own life, which constantly threaten the natural erosion of the family unit, will no longer have the biological support of the organism. As we all know, the biological and social stimulation of the family leads to private reflection outside party needs and to the establishment of unorthodox loyalties which can only lead to thought crime. But the introduction of ARTSEM combined with the neutralization of the orgasm will effectively render obsolete the family until it becomes impossible to conceptualize. Thank you. <laughs> at S, uh, what was it? At S K J U S T L E R, I think it was. I don't know how to pronounce that, but uh, very, very well done. <laughs> not so far, not so far off the off the mark there. Yeah, at at S K J U L T S T E R, Skolster, twenty twenty two is so nineteen eighty four. Uh, pretty brilliant, pretty brilliantly uh, done there. Well done. It's amazing how you got to have to wait. Is this real for a second? I mean, they're saying all the same things. It's just that they're saying it honestly when it comes from the mouth of a character from 1984. It's bizarrely enough less saturated in doublespeak when it's coming from a character from 1984. It's all the same stuff, right? Destruction of the family, uh, the submission of personal and individual will to the greater will of the party. It's all the same concept. It's just when modern people actually talk about it it sounds uh even more orwellian than 1984 so wrap your mind around that one with that we go back out to phone calls uh patty in boston it's called in about my gorgeous hair once again thanks for calling in patty you're on the air listen here son i i, I want you to understand that, that that it is absolutely ridiculous ridiculous that you've got that superman curl what are you what are you trying to do like that—that's absolute nonsense. Look, man, I—I I, I got—I got no oversight over my hair. It does whatever the hell it wants. I try to talk well, to it. Well, somebody should. I try to explain to it That's that I'm, I'm supposed to look professional, and it just does whatever the hell it wants. Uh, look, Patty, I'm—I'm I'm glad you called in because you know all the stuff I'm—I'm I'm presenting here today. Like, you know it's all true, right? You know the World Economic Forum is doing what it's doing. You know it's connected to the UN. You still consider yourself a liberal, as far as I understand. You still don't consider yourself, you know, a conservative or on the right wing. But do you see anybody on the left fighting back against this global takeover? Or do you think this global takeover is, like, a good thing? I really actually want to know, like, what do you think is happening with the World Economic Forum and the UN joining forces like they are? Well, I, I, you know, the, you just uh, ran a segment on on people like I, I guess we're going to outlaw orgasms. I like I, I'm wondering if uh, like I, I guess it doesn't matter to you because you've never had one. So like, it, 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 who who cares? You know what I mean? I, I I'm not sure that anybody at Infowars has had an or- orgasm in in the last you know I don't know 20 years. So. Like, what does it matter? Can't answer the question. Can't answer the question, Patty, can you? Obviously, that was, I mean, that was a clip from, from 1984. I don't know if you were watching yesterday. I actually went on a, a very, very big defense of the, the act of physical love and uh, the, the beauty it, it maintains and the fact that it makes us human and connected and is uh, something sure. wonderful and a gift from God. So I, I mean, maybe, you missed, maybe you missed out on that uh, yesterday. It's actually, I guess. I guess. But, but that's the point, right? Like, 
you get that they're against humanity. You get that they are taking children and denying them the ability to ever experience one of the greatest things in the entire world, sexual satisfaction. Like, does that not make you just like cringe and feel sick that they're doing this to children? No, it would if that were true, but it's not. So it doesn't. It was a, it was a transgender so, woman, a surgeon who was transgender him slash herself, who performs right. surgeries on children saying this. I mean, it's not me. I didn't make this up, right? How many, how many people do you think are actually transgender? Like in the, in the entire country, like how many people do you think are actually transgender? Patty, see, this, like, is the, this is the frustrating part. Do you think it's right that children are being denied the ability to ever achieve sexual satisfaction because as a child, they're convinced that they're trans? Is that a good or bad thing? Is, no, no, no. I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a good thing. But okay, I, I think this is a very strange conversation because I, I don't actually believe that this is some sort of, uh, I, I don't want to use a term that you don't like, but pandemic. Like, I mean, this, this is just not, it's not. Like, it, it doesn't happen all the time. Like, this mm. is just weird, man. It's just strange. I, d- I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I, you, you know, you, you, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's just it, it's befuddling to me. I'm I know, befuddled. I know. And it's, and it's I, so I funny. I myself befuddled. I know, but it's so funny because... I literally just got finished talking about how the only defense against globalism is pretend you don't believe it's happening. Here you are saying you don't believe the transgender thing is happening. It's manifestly happening. It's obviously happening. It's happening all over the place. The evidence is overwhelming. I mean, it's, it's not even evidence. Like, do we need evidence that the sky is blue? Yeah, every picture of the sky depicts it. Every single story about transgenderism shows the, the increase of transgenderism. Now it's like 30% of Gen Z considers themselves in some way not you know like gender whatever they say i live i live in one of the most liberal cities in the country or in the world right you know in in boston and i i think i can i can count on like one hand how many conversations i've had with people who say identify as transgender like so i mean it can't be that big a deal like it you know, it just can't be. So it's not, it's just not a big enough deal to deal with right now. So you want to wait until it is a big enough deal? Like, uh, this is what I don't understand. It is happening, though, right? You're just saying it's not happening enough for you to care. It's not happening enough for me to care. Okay. I I, th- I think that's where they got you, Patty. <laughs> I think that's where they got you because it is happening. No, I just, and I I would think I would think if it was just happening to one kid, you would say it's not good that children are being indoctrinated no, no, into no, this. No, no. First of all, look, I I don't think that it's it's cool at all that that kids should be indoctrinated into anything. You know, and so so we're, we're I'm with you on that. But okay. I I just don't I I just don't think that it's happening in in any form at all like I, I i just don't i don't i don't think that kids are being indoctrinated into uh you know doing things that they wouldn't otherwise do you know what i mean like i just don't i don't see that if you see it i you know we, we're gonna have to uh, respectfully disagree on that but i i just don't see that happening i, do, I just don't 
Yeah, I guess we'll have to respectfully disagree that the sky is blue. I mean, one of us is clearly right, but I guess we'll respectfully disagree, (laughs) right? I I mean, clearly it's happened. Like we're showing video right now of like this pride parade being uh, held for children. Did that happen when you were a kid, Patty? You remember any pride parades through your elementary school hallways? Or is this something new and strange? No, but I remember a straight pride parade. I remember a straight pride parade in Boston where where I had to defend a Trump supporter uh, from getting his ass kicked, uh, you know. I, I do remember that. So, no, yeah, it, look, uh, you know, I, I, I know you're not one of these like far leftist guys, which is why I wanted to ask you, because, you know, we know what they think. They think it's happening and that it's a good thing. I just I have to wonder for the reasonable level headed liberals out there. How do you like have this cognitive dissonance? How do you allow yourself to understand that these things are happening, but not do anything to stop it, not want to speak up against it and not want to, uh, you know, protect children and i i think i got my answer it's the same answer as uh the globalist question right i just don't believe it's happening it is happening it's manifestly happening it's obviously happening but as long as you don't believe it it can continue to happen wonderful wonderful back in stock down and out liquid sleep support it's been out of stock for a while it's one of uh three sleep aids we have at infowarsstore.com uh this one has been very popular it sold off the shelves it's back in stock down and out liquid sleep support This is probably the strongest sleep aid that we have, I would say. Knockout, Rocket Rest, both great, comes in pill form. This is the liquid tincture, and I think this is probably the most powerful one. Survival Shield X2 Nascent Iodine. This is, if you haven't done an iodine challenge yet, if you haven't done the iodine challenge, what are you waiting for? Now is the time. Super Male and Super Female Vitality. Living Defense Plus and the Organic Greens Fiber Caps. Uh, We have a limited supply of these right now, but we want to sell them all out so we can order a new batch. It was very popular. The Organic Greens Fiber Caps. But we have all kinds of other great supplements that uh, are, are great for so many different things. Take advantage of those. 